This episode is brought to you with support from PerfectDailyGrind.com. Perfect Daily Grind, your source for coffee education, articles, videos, and more, from the farm to the cup. Kenya's farmers are grubbing up their coffee bushes to plant other crops as low prices and climate change drive small growers to the brink of collapse. This is a quote from a Reuters article just last week. The reality of the coffee price crisis can be elusive to those of us on the far side of consumption. That reality is all too real for those of us growing, picking, and selling green coffee. We've learned this in this series that the price crisis does touch every coffee person in the chain from seat to cup. How much a coffee person feels the reality of that is kaleidoscopic. This series has opened my eyes to a wider scope of an issue I knew was multidimensional. However, I was short-sighted. I thought simply if coffee prices are low, coffee producers are struggling. There are a lot more pieces to the puzzle, and I admit we have not covered them all. The more I dug, the more I learned the crisis goes much deeper than today's price crisis. We learned early on in the series that coffee was built on cheap land and cheap labor, We heard how the price of the sea market is volatile and how often it falls or exists below the cost of production. We've heard different perspectives regarding the market and observed how there is an overwhelming belief that the market is infallible and immoral. After all, how can the basic principles of economics be wrong? Supply high, prices low. Supply low, prices high. But is it really that simple? Let me pause and proactively address criticism of that question. Is it really that simple from certain perspectives has a clear answer. Yes. Yes, that is how the market works. But the question, is it really that simple if we consider the age in which coffee was established on the global market, is a much deeper dive into issues that may need to be investigated further. However, all of this is what I like to call head knowledge. One of my dearest friends would say, Yippee, you raised awareness of a problem. Now what? And she's right. At the beginning, before diving into this series, I decided it would be utterly pointless if there were no real takeaways for all of us. That is the point of this episode, which is the final installment of this series and my last episode of 2019. I had a few more interviews in my pocket and on the books, and they're not going to make it in their entirety on the show. But I want you to hear one of these applications from an interview regarding the coffee price crisis. Rick Reinhardt of the SEA had this to say. We have specialty coffee consumers and professionals listening to the show. What would you suggest as action items right now for those listeners who are concerned for producers on the short end of the sea price? There's a whole range of things, not the least of which is trying to understand the relationship between price and value in the, in the specialty coffee world. So if you're a consumer out there going into your favorite coffee house and, and uh, having a great coffee experience, it's not, uh, it shouldn't, you shouldn't hesitate for a minute to make the interrogatory. It's like, where did this coffee come from? How, how do you guys operate as a business? Um, what is the relationship between price and value in your mind? 
Um, and how do you demonstrate that out in the world? I think those are valid things to ask as a consumer. Overall, to ask about the sustainability of, uh, of the product that you're consuming and to challenge the vendor. Um, much as the, the roaster should be challenged by the retailer and in turn should challenge the importer who should in turn um, um, be willing to be transparent about how their business is conducted. I think ultimately the objective here is to shorten the distance, um, whether financially uh, or intellectually or emotionally between the producer of coffee and the consumer of coffee. And that distance is shortened where there's good, clear and honest communication. uh, And we've got a long ways to go to, to get to that level of communication. Whenever I go looking for an answer and cannot find it, I become intensely frustrated. I've heard this, it's a complex issue attitude, as an excuse, but I've also seen the depth of the complexity throughout the series. Maybe what we are coming to is something that reaches beyond the mechanics of economics. At the end of the day, producers and their laborers are paying the price for staying in coffee for holding out, hoping the market shifts in their favor. I don't know about you, but if it came to feeding my family or waiting on the market, I'd be out. I would count the risk, consider my options, and dip. There are many subtopics we have not covered here. Roberto touched on one of those in our last interview, that the new generation does not want to grow coffee. Can you really blame them? So here we are. At the end of a series with a widened understanding of the problem. Now what about solutions? In my journey to find answers, I asked each guest a similar question. Basically, quote, okay, so what should we do? End quote. Each guest gave their two cents, and so I'm going to outline those applications here. Here is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. In this section of the episode, I will outline notes from all of our guests and declare commitments of the Coffee Podcast in 2020. At the end, I will invite you to join in my commitments for 2020 by signing a personal commitment form. It's not legally binding or anything like that, but it does solidify our commitments as coffee people to see through the future of coffee by helping coffee people. In short, I'll present you my goal for the podcast and a charge for you, a sort of challenge to meet in 2020. If you remember our conversation with Jonathan Morris, you remember he provided an opportunity to consider asking your coffee brands the hard questions and to demand transparency. He also mentioned some of us will look for good coffee, enjoy good coffee, and pay for good coffee. But the step further is to ask the companies the harder questions. What are companies telling us what they're doing with their revenue pricing? How transparent is a company being? If you're in coffee, Maybe you can take the step as a business person and make your numbers transparent. The podcast goal out of this will be to create a list of these brands with the help of our listeners and create some kind of coffee transparency buying guide. The goal for you, the charge that I have for you, is to purchase at least a majority of your coffee from brands who embrace true transparency. There's going to be gray area there. The point isn't as black and white as it is a principle to follow. When we talked to Stuart McCook, we remember he talked a lot about coffee leaf rust. 
But with applications, he talked about intervening by giving to organizations that support coffee's future. He gave an example of World Coffee Research, uh, NGOs like the Catholic Relief Services. And so this is something we'll consider. The podcast goal will be create a list of organizations that promote the well-being of coffee people at Origin and pick one organization to give to at least once in 2020. My charge for you is to find an organization like this and support them financially at least once in 2020. We also spoke with Jose Set of the International Coffee Organization. He emphasized looking to the specialty market while putting pressure on corporations. He said to encourage your local coffee shop to establish direct relationships with growers to have the story told. He talked about the specialty coffee market being a sort of spearhead that increases sensitivity and encourages quality. He was convinced the easiest way forward is the specialty market, but the specialty market just represents a fraction of the whole coffee market. So we cannot forget the commodity side to involve governments and large corporations. So the podcast goal for this would be to collect meaningful, hard questions and ask them to guess on the podcast who represent these large corporations. For you, the charge is to form a letter to a big brand in coffee, gather signatures, and send it to a corporation, and demand transparency or specific action from them. You remember Heather Perry, who told us to look to other industries and think about the low-grade specialty coffees. You may remember she mentioned the banana industry. The podcast goal here is to have more guests outside of the industry. I'm actually working on this already, and I'm sharing an idea pretty early, but there's an upcoming mini-series that might be called Not Coffee. Be on the lookout. Now, the charge for you is to look to other industries for patterns or solutions that can help the coffee industry and share with the podcast or other coffee media outlets. If you're a roaster, you can start to consider how can you buy those lower-grade specialty coffees and make them work in your arsenal of coffee offerings. And finally, these last two don't really fall into an area of creating goals, but they're really warnings that Roberto Velez gave to us. The first warning he gave us was, basically, if we do not work together, we leave the coffee industry at serious risk. He juxtaposed this against the economic side of things, saying the weaker should go and the stronger should stay. The market is the market, is how he put it. Roberto's second warning was, if we allow the market to play out, we'll lose diversity. Disaster will strike eventually, and coffee will be at serious risk as prices drive extremely high and consumers switch. Now, that's a lot of calls to action and two very strong warnings to consider. Don't give up. Keep with it. Let's try this together. This is my last episode for 2019. It's been an especially difficult year for me personally, and this series has certainly only added weight to my life. I do not regret it one bit, but I am sobered by it. I put my heart into this podcast, and I realize that makes me quite susceptible to the weight of the conversations here. Just so you know, one of my personal goals for the Coffee Podcast is to always add value to your coffee life. Sometimes I wonder if I did that well this year by taking on some topics that were out of my comfort zone. Sometimes I wonder, did I stop short or did I go too far? For now, I'm signing off for 2019. I want to encourage you to listen to other great coffee podcasts out there, like Keys to the Shop and Filter Stories. The SCA has great resources as well. 
And if you speak any German, you may be interested in trying a coffee podcast called Kaffee an der Kaffee Welt. And I don't think I said that right, but uh, I can show you the spelling in the link description. My personal goal for 2020 is the same. To add value to your coffee life through people-focused coffee talk. However, I hope to add some variety to your listening in 2020, but I don't want to spoil anything quite yet. Let's just say I'm hoping to tap more into my creative side in 2020. Well, that does it. Thanks for tuning in in 2019. And as always, and until next time, well, until 2020, happy brewing.